0: So today we are continuing in our reading of Psalm 23. We are almost through the entire Psalm. I'm going to read the Psalm again, and uh, we're going to look at just a little bit in verse five one more time today. Psalm 23 says, The Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So today we're just going to focus on a very small section of this psalm, and that is my cup overflows. We've been talking in the last couple morning meditations about this idea that God welcomes us to his table. And even in the presence of our enemies, we don't have to vindicate ourselves. We don't have to stand up for ourselves. We don't have to prove we're right. God invites us into this intimate relationship, this fellowship, which is symbolized by sharing a meal. Uh, That was in, in Jesus' culture. And still today in our culture, we don't just invite anybody over to the house to share a meal. We probably do a little more than they did. But in their day to invite someone to share a meal was to invite them into your life to this intimacy, this relationship. And so God invites us, our good shepherd invites us, and not just He takes care of us, He protects us, He speaks up for us, He vindicates us, as the psalmist will say, even in the presence of our enemies. And then last time we said, You anoint our head with oil, is this idea of this kind of welcoming that there was a proper way to greet your guests when they came. You're supposed to wash their feet. You're supposed to anoint their head with oil. And then this last little bit, my cup overflows. Now the cup is very symbolic, obviously, to those of us who are Christians because we think of the cup representing the blood of Christ. But the cup was also symbolic of joy. So in the Passover, there are multiple cups that you would drink through the Passover meal and the wine that's offered there is a symbol of joy. We remember um, Jesus' first miracle was actually at a wedding. And it's estimated they made 180 gallons of wine. That's a lot. And, and he made this wine in the old jars uh, where people, the jars were used for purification and washing, ceremonial washing. To cleanse people, and so where this old system of washing kind of the outside of a person's body, right, um, to purify, to cleanse, Jesus was symbolically in those same jars creating 180 gallons of joy in, in this wine. And it wasn't just the cheap stuff the people at the banquet said or at the wedding said. It was the good stuff. It was better than anything they had experienced. And so there's a lot more going on than Jesus just, you know, um, providing wine for this wedding. There's this whole idea of this overflowing amount of joy that Christ is bringing. And here we see in the Old Testament, um, my cup overflows. I'm just going to be honest. Uh, Sometimes when I talk to Christians, I don't know that I see that joy all the time. I know we all go through tough stuff, and we all, we all go through dark times, and we all go through rough places, but there is this characteristic of walking with God where joy bubbles up even under the surface in the most difficult times. And so uh, David, the psalmist, says that in this relationship God has offered him, This relationship of inviting him in. It's God who prepares the table. It's not us. It's God who welcomes us. We're not going out to find God. God has already found us and welcomes us. And then it is God who's giving us joy. And that's even in the presence of his enemies. And so there's this idea that the Christian life should have this characteristic of joy. Uh, And joy is not happiness. Joy is this underlying current that says, even so, I know it will be okay because God is with me. Just a few verses up. Um, I will fear no evil, even in the valley of the shadow of death, even in the worst, the most dark place I can think of, because you are with me. So this is a characteristic of the Christian life. Uh, I, I, just this week, I was praying for God to give me joy. Uh, there's some times where even this pastor doesn't feel the joy of the Lord, right? Um, there, there is a prayer in the Psalms to restore to me the joy of my salvation. Uh, another Psalm of David, in fact. So there are times, I know, where we all don't necessarily feel that joy or sense that joy, and we can even pray that God would give us joy in those moments. But the psalmist here says, because I know God's going to provide for me, because I know God's going to protect me, because I know God's going to lead me in the right paths, because I know God's even going to correct me and pull me back when I go the wrong way, because I know God is going to invite me into this relationship uh, and provide this table before me, even in the presence of my enemies, then my cup overflows. It's not just a little bit; it overflows. This joy in our lives, and so Jesus, as He makes this wine for this wedding, also is symbolically saying, "Oh, this new, this new thing I'm bringing." And this is His first miracle. This new thing I'm bringing is unlike anything you've ever seen. It's not like the old system. Um, we it kind of maybe cleaned up the outside of you it is going to be something that comes within you and springs up to eternal life as he will tell the woman at the well uh, not too far down the road in John's gospel so um, I hope today that you will sense the joy of the Lord in your life I know you might be going through some tough stuff but realize that because God is your provider, because God is your protector, because God will lead you in the right way, because God will be with you even in the valley of the shadow of death, you don't have to fear evil, anything really, uh, because God is with you, that there can be joy and it can even be overflowing. Hey, that's just a thought for this morning, and I hope you have a great day.